morning. Good morning. This is Stephen. And Sadie. And we're doing an impromptu Sunday morning coffee podcast. Awesome. Awesome. So we're sitting here at the table surrounded by puppies. And I look out the window and our big fluffy Maine Coon is outside. <laughs> and honestly, we don't have a whole lot to say. We just thought we would um, drop in, say hi. We use Podbean as our carrier. And they have this feature that allows you to just do it all from your phone. So, Sadie, uh, what have you been up to lately? A whole lot, a lot of stuff. I, I remember you telling me you got some things in the works. I do. Do you want to give us I a sneak? Am, so I'm supposed to be editing Fragments of Hope right now, which is my novel. Kind of a, a journey through grief. And it's emotional, inspirational. Traumatizing? No, not really. But that's a good segue. That's right. Well, that's very true. Anyway, I'm supposed to be editing that because I'd like to have that one out by... It's done. It's just... I had to switch point of view halfway through, so I'm going back and changing it all to first-person view. And so then I have to edit the rest of that. I hope to have that out by, like, mid-March or so. So I've got a little bit of time on that one. But I have been focusing on... Um, I think we talked before about me having a speaking engagement Mm -hmm. in June, end of June. But it's about finding your voice, which led me on a spiral out of control and down a rabbit hole and back up to decide what I wanted to do with that. Did you take the red (laughs) pill or the blue pill? I don't know. I think I took a combination. I made purple out of it. Okay. And came back out like, whoa, now I get it. Anyway, sometimes the universe has a funny way of showing you where you're supposed to be when you least expect it. So now I have two hours to complete on my trauma and recovery practitioner certification. And then I hope to use that to kind of focus more on my life coach stuff. Um, More for people who have been through trauma, abuse. And that can be little T traumas, as Mel Robbins says, or big T traumas. Doesn't matter what kind. Um, I hope to help others through their journey and help them find their voice and rewrite their stories. And I'll have a lot more coming up on my podcast about that also. But that's kind of where I'm at right now is trying to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. And that's just <laughs> that's just a small part of what your life is like. What else do you do? What else do I do? What else do you do? What's your, what's your day job? You don't have to go into detail specifically. but At Midtown? Yeah. Oh, Well, I'm an office manager, but I do a whole lot more than that. I schedule, but I also... I've actually had someone call me recently that works for another state department that said, we're going to have to start charging for our services because they called a vent to me, and I end up being a daytime therapist as well. So, hey, whatever. Little T. That's right. Little T traumas throughout the day I still get talked to. So, Um, But, yeah, that's what I do full-time. We work for a disability evaluation services clinic, and my biggest thing is showing compassion with a capital C to everyone, no matter what situation you're in. So we have a lot of traumatized people there, too. I also have my master's degree in psychology, and I have not put that to use. I have put it to use on a daily basis, just not officially. So I hope to incorporate all of that with my business venture in pursuit of purpose. I need to get all of that going and off the ground here shortly. So 
I got my business EIN number, which is really super exciting. Licensed makes you my official business. with the government, huh? Yeah, with the IRS, which means I now have to pay taxes. So good, Only if you make money. Good though. problem to have if I make money, yeah. As long as you're pocketing some of that money. That's right. So not only do you have a regular job, you are an aspiring author, trauma speaker. Uh, you manage the home front. You have a barnyard full of animals, mm -hmm. more or less because we have puppies. Um, my current background is in IT for a school district, but then I'm also an esports coach. After the fact, after my daytime job is done, I go in before seven. And that ends at like 3.15, 3.30. And then the eSports, the best part of my day, starts at 3.30. And the weird part is there's more um, pressure, I guess a different pressure, on that part of my job than the other part. And the, good part, the weird part is I like that part of my job because I get to work with kids and I have a really awesome coach. And I just, I'm kind of, we're pioneering a program that has never been done in our area and we're already known for google in our backyard but then we undertook um this new venture well, actually it's, it's in its second full year but uh there's a lot of avenues that could come forth from it i just read in the uh, news online news a couple weeks ago across the river there is a um, hundred million dollar renovation going to take place and they have an esports arena that'll be nice so that could open up avenues it could you know a whole lot of maybe things even for you maybe even for me because i do it um the other part i was leading into so uh when did we start 2016 like i did writing i think I, so i think i've mentioned before a really good friend of mine april Irwin. um we her she and i reconnected and um, she, long long story short, she got me into writing officially, and now six books later, I think I have six books out. My newest book that just came out on the seventh, um, The Sight of Love is my seventh full book, and previously to that, the last book that was put out was actually a couple no what's the right word for this? <laughs> clearly, <laughs> Anthology. I, clearly I need no half fate will travel oh chances are clearly Just i need more copy co-written yeah we co-wrote a book together sadie and i did and so it felt really good to have something back out but the journey it's like where have i been for two years because previously to that i had put out a book every year but i've been trying to convince Sadie that really just being a weekend warrior and one day at that doesn't feel like enough. It doesn't cut it. And however the the authors that just do this full time have a you know a, a writing position or, you know if that is their only job I would love that. It's because they get paid, I would imagine, really well and that that's that's their life. True. Okay, we're back at it. Sorry, I had an emergency to attend to. Um, I think I was talking about Weekend Warriors. So I've spent probably the past two years Weekend warrior, Warrior. So that's, a, that's not even a real word I'm struggling with. 
Um, the other thing, Sadie, I don't remember if she's, you said or not, we podcast occasionally. That is also something that I really like to do. And Me too, surprisingly. <laughs> when I started out, we started out 2018. It was downstairs in our basement. It was very um, crappy, I would say. However, it was it was enough of a interest that you know, flash forward a little bit, we got going, and the funny part is, I I couldn't. Sadie doesn't. It's almost like you you had a camera in front of you. Yeah. But you you didn't you weren't comfortable with just putting yourself out there like that. No, but some of that has to do with I had meningitis and I had some things like that where I actually had to learn my words all over again. I lost my ability to speak in fluent sentences and couldn't remember how to put words together and things like that. So when you put me in front of a camera, my brain freezes sometimes or a mic, either one, my brain freezes and I'm like I need to have stuff written down to remind myself because that's just, it's there. I don't know. It's so like would, a synapsis that's misfiring sometimes. So. Yeah, so basically, for as long as we did our podcast, you kind of scripted it out. Yeah. A little bit, but I tend to go off page a little bit, which is why we're doing a Sunday morning coffee. Yeah. Because it's good to stretch the brain. And I've also learned that you know if you're speaking from your heart, it doesn't matter, and it doesn't have to be perfect anyway. I want to speak and heal and inspire, no matter. If I can't figure out the words to say or not, so. And which leads me to, we we had a dry spell with our podcast where, I think I'd been itching to do it and you were kind of on the fence and I finally, I asked you I said do you care if I, take my podcast and run with it and you were like, I don't care honey whatever you want to do. Yep. And then went too long after that a certain someone started her own podcast. That was and completely by accident. It's a good, probably a good thing we each had our own mics, our own computers and all that. Um, I think I should have named my stuff accidentally on purpose because yeah, <laughs> that seems to be what happens with the universe guiding. And it's funny that train, that pay it forward cycle of events because I started writing because somebody else got me into it. You started writing because I got you into it. Yeah, but I've been writing my whole life. But we're doing it officially now. We Yeah. And then the same way with podcasting. I we we're already authors and I was like, why don't we do a podcast? And that's kinda of how it started. Uh, it was um on authors and books and everything in between. Everything something like that. Everything in between, yeah. And we had like coffee references for the intros you know, and things like that. We both drink coffee, not as much as we used to. Nope. But um, we just kind of split a little bit. And then in the two years from Half Fate Will Travel, we each been kind of doing our own things. But I have a very hard time focusing on one manuscript at a time. It's just, I kind of like get all, I don't know what the right word is, um, like, I get ideas to come to me, and in that moment, like, okay, i got to work on that. Well, then, next thing I know, the night's over with, and I've done started another one. So at the end of last year, Sadie and I sat down and said, okay, we need to set some goals. New Year's coming up. What do we need to do? And I, I told Sadie, like, I have to finish The Side of Love. I need to have that done. You wanted it out by Valentine's Day. I wanted it out by Valentine's. Yeah. It is romance, um, adventure romance. So it's... 
Uh, it was very important that I got something done. And then here I am. I know sooner um, had the side of love figured out. What are, you, what are you working on now? You started uh, working on I, sight, uh, Sound of Love, didn't you? A little bit too? Yeah, Sound of Love came out probably also. Sight of Love was two years ago or less. Sight of... No, wait. Did I just say that wrong? The Sight of Love... Is the one that's out. Is the one that's out. Um, that started, I think, almost two years ago. And The Sound of Love... Um, came out within this past year as far as book manuscript goes. But that is the problem that I have is I tend to ferret out. If anybody understands that reference, like I'll, I'll have an idea like, ooh, shiny, ooh, shiny. So He's like that in real life too. I'm, so I'm very much okay. like that. Like, like I have a hard time sitting still. Girl. Like we could have a, a weekend like the perfect weekend, nothing going on, and I'm like, hey, you want to do this project or this project? And meanwhile, Sadie's like, I thought you wanted to do nothing. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to get stuff done. And But that, that's just the natural nature of the beast. And so I have a couple... I wanted to do a, uh, a romance anthology because I've got a couple more... I have one manuscript that literally has been sen sitting in my Gmail folder... Um, God, it's like I actually started that one at the apartment so mm -hmm. in Segundo. It's it's basically called Chasing Love, but it's an Italian um, wording, and that one has been sitting there for the longest. I've got one more manuscript. Um, the work in progress title is called The Adventures of Hammersmith. Um, that one I almost have to revamp. Well, I started working on that, but as authors go, I don't know if any of you guys are authors out there, but um, unless you have a one-track mind, which I do not, it's very hard for me to stay focused on repetitive writing every week, the same manuscript. And I think that's part of it. I get bored, not really, but like on a subconscious level. You know, does that make mm -hmm. sense, Andy? Like, I have so many, my, my brain has always been on the go. And I don't know if there's a disease for that, but so the other day... A book idea. No, I was at work or the bathroom. I don't remember. <laughs> I had an idea for. You never know. Basically, my manuscript idea comprised of. I have I have yet to write a fantasy novel. Mm hmm. And I grew up reading sci fi fantasy, and my first actual fantasy idea came to me, and I just kind of ran with it. And I, so Friday night, usually Friday nights when we write. Lately, it's been Friday and Saturday, which has been nice to add that in too. Yeah, we've, and that that'll get remind me of that. Mm -hmm. That'll get me my ex, my next thing. So, Friday night came. I sat down, and um, usually the weekend is the week is just nuts. And Friday we have a routine. We always have for the most part. It always involves coffee. It used to involve pizza, but so we finally got to our office. I sat down. Sadie and I have a routine where we, like, hug and kiss each other, good luck, you know, go with the flow kind of thing. And um, I sat down, and I realized, because I had already had that manuscript idea for a fantasy novel, 
I'm like, wait a minute, I already have one started. A couple years ago when the world was on lockdown, Sadie and I were doing writing prompts and I had started a fantasy novel and I said I could literally tie that in with my idea. So I'm sitting there and I'm writing and I have this habit lately where like my body gets into a relaxed state and my eyes get heavy and I start dozing off. And I'm not at my keyboard very long either. That's the sad part. It's not like I've been there for hours typing. It's within the first hour that I start dozing off and I have headphones on. But once I get through that, it's almost like I get my second wind and it's like off to the races. But in the middle of something, I was listening to uh, a group called Apocalyptica. Sadie actually got me into that years ago. But uh, I was sitting there, for some reason, I'm like, what's the title of my book going to be? And I don't know, Sadie, how hard do you have a time at getting titles for your book? It depends. Sometimes it comes to me, like, immediately, and I know the title. Like, with Love, Sam, I think I knew that before I ever started the book. Or like first chapter in, I knew the San- I knew that <clears throat> Indigo Prince of Templemore that was named ahead of time. Cusp of Magic was named ahead of time, even Chronicles of Travelstead I think. But like Fragments of Hope, I had issues with. Sometimes it, it kind of goes with the flow of the book, and it's better to name it after you're done. But it's even better if you can like connect with that title before you start writing. Yeah, Just very much so. Because what it's... happened to you this <clears throat> time? When I was back to Friday, I was just sitting there in the evening, writing away, had my music on. I'm like, I need, I'm going to need a title for this book. Because a lot of times, um, the title will come eventually. Like, I struggled with my first book, which Sadie actually titled, it is a three-part series, hopefully it will be four by the end of the year, uh, a four-book series. Um, like, what do we call this? Because eventually, it was... Um, the original title was The Samurai and the Scotsman or something like that. And it is a historical slash modern day um, Scottish romance. But Sadie's like, how about Kindred Souls? Because the book revolves around an ancestral relation with a modern day person. Mm-hmm. And Sadie probably nailed it right on the head there. So as I'm working Friday night, on the manuscript, all of a sudden these two words came to me, Eternus Draconis. No, the other Eternum. way, sorry. Dr- Draconis Eternum. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still can't get it right, but it's basically Latin, a loose translation for Latin, translation English meaning eternal dragon. And I'm like, I sat there for a minute, I was kind of looking around like, looking for someone that whispered it in my ear, and I'm like, where did that come from? I've, I've never in my six, seven years writing now had a title that came to me right off the bat. sounded so fabulous. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I've got a resin dragon skull in the next room. So in our uh, audiovisual room, we have, we found at a local um, kind of an antique store, which is also where, you know, it figures... Half Fate mm-hmm. Will Travel came from there, as well as our dragon Pretty skulls. Pretty much everything <clears throat> inspirational that's, like, way out there that draws us in to the supernatural side comes from Imaginarium. It's <laughs> fabulous. So, I, um, yesterday morning, or no, afternoon, 
I went and grabbed that skull and I put on a black shirt and my, my new phone, my iPhone 14 Pro Max, has this photo option to do, uh, is it called stage lighting? Stage lighting, I think, on the camera part, yeah. <clears throat> so it, it basically, this focal, focal point is you, but behind you it blacks out mm -hmm. the area. So I took a picture, kind of like the Shakespearean, um, I don't remember where it's from, but they're holding the skull. <clears throat> and so oh, yeah. I, I had Sadie take a picture of me holding the skull and then I spoke the words, Draconis Eternum. And it sounded like I was doing a Harry Potter spell, but <laughs> it was it kind of a... Works. I posted that, and God forbid me, uh, TikTok <laughs> on social media, just kind of as a teaser for it. But it's just, it's weird how things, like, come at you unexpectedly. And then... When I think about the two years, I feel like Moses were, I was one of the Israelites wandering for two years in the literary desert. And it's not that I didn't have stuff come to me. I did. I was working on stuff. But when you spread yourself so thin on this or that, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I got to finish this up. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, you've been working on Fragments of Hope for the how Last long? year. Yeah. yeah, last year. It's just, and oh, that's right, because that came from, we used to go to the lake. In right last mm -hmm. spring. Well, it came from the movie, the Christmas movie yes. that year before. Brooke were... Shields was in a, I can't think of the name, A Castle for Christmas, I think. Yep. And it had nothing to do with the Brooke Shields movie, but she walked through the castle. I think she was yep, standing in, in a certain room in the attic. Yeah, and she walked up to this desk and just put her hands down on the desk. And my whole book just like formed out of just that, like walking into the room and putting your hands on a desk. My book has nothing to do with that whatsoever, but it I connected with that, and a, this book was born from just that image. Are you so. just trying to say Brooke Shields spoke to you? I guess, which, you know, my dad in heaven would get a big kick out of that because we used to call her eyebrows, <laughs> and I used to not be able to like her, partially because she had a thing with my boy Andre Agassi, and he was mine, not hers, but, you know, that's beside the point. <laughs> so... Really, it was an incidental or accidental That's inspiration. What I I Something like I mean, accidentally on purpose. So I feel like we're guided sometimes to things that we don't normally see ahead of time. And vibes were coming out, and you because you you were actually having a dry spell. Oh yeah. Before Big that, like, oh that's what I was going to say. When you said we had a dry spell with podcasting, we literally had a dry spell in everything. every aspect of our entire life. And it was just blah. I mean, we were we were living and doing things, but also at that same time too, it helped. Uh, we started working, work, no, walking every night. That actually that's what got us out of it. Um, if any of you are authors or like to write or you know. They say there are a lot of things that you can do as an author to just kind of, like, I, I took a shower one time before writing, and I had an idea come to me in the shower. Mm -hmm. that, that act of water running over your body kind of symbolizes or tells the world you are cleansing yourself and all that is, bring in the, you're almost opening a doorway. Mm -hmm. um, we've had a lot of conversations. I had an idea that... When I was mowing the yard a couple of years ago, that's the one I borrowed Travelstead from. Yep. So it's 
you know, and then what was my house. There's an old uh, Victorian, it has a little bit of a gothic feel to it. Uh, we frequently drive by that, and I had an idea driving by that. It's almost like there are um, portals to inspiration mm -hmm. all throughout town. Like even our own driveway or kitchen, we had moments where like, hey, does Sam have a brother? But I didn't know that Sadie that had already, already written, written that. Yeah. So Sky Morningside was based off of Ron's Barbershop here in town. I mean, it's just he's got some eclectic little antiques in the front of his barbershop. But it's been there forever. And then there's like this place behind. You can pull behind where there's, it's kind of a weird alleyway with some dumpsters and mm -hmm. things like that. And fix. Yeah. There's Must part of fix. My, a robot that's in my Must book. Must fix. Must fix. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's weird. You can find inspiration everywhere. So what is, um, with your speaking thing coming up in June, is that an area you can see yourself branching out into? And if so, how would you, I mean, there's not enough day, time in the daytime. I know. That's or, where I'm know. stuck. We're stuck between the balance, a work-life balance, basically, but more so like less work and more of our creative ventures. Yeah. Less daytime job, more yeah favorite job. But I don't want to necessarily. I don't want to. I don't want to half-ass my job at work in order to just pour myself into this other stuff either, because that's not who I am. I give a hundred and ten percent to everything I'm, you know, that I put my hands on, but. Yeah. I can see this becoming, I mean, it's, like I've said before, my business in pursuit of purpose is just getting off the ground, but I can see this being the catalyst to this is where things change. The, you know, oh. crap or get off the pot type Cut <laughs> analogy. Cut fish. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see this opening up to all kinds of things. Um, when this first started, it started with a, an author event with Marlis and her asking me if I would ever want to talk to veterans about their story and their trauma. Didn't even think about the trauma part of that at the time. I was just thinking, helping them write a story. I'm an author, should be easy to do. I started creating this other course for people to, you know, help them to basically pick their title, start all that stuff, how to edit, how to blah, 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 blah. And it just, it wasn't working. I have it written, my free course didn't do as well as I wanted it to for other reasons, not my own. And it seems to be transforming into this other thing that I can see expanding to all kinds of areas. I would like to work with domestic violence survivors and abuse victims, trauma victims. I can see myself in the hospital with my medical background and my psych background. I can see myself getting into hospitals, um, domestic violence coordinating council, things like that. Yeah. So, But it starts with our local library at this one very first speaking event. In well, and you're not... You you have never liked to be in front of people. No, although I was the valedictor valedictorian of my Your college degree also. Yeah, that was... And it, I mean, it changed my life. I talked about transformation. It was the hardest thing I've ever had to done. I hate st speaking in front of people. But I've always seen myself as speaking in front of people, if that makes sense. Hmm? My voice needs to get out into the world in more ways than just this podcast. And I've always known that. I just have to prepare myself for it. And there, I don't know if any oh. of you know what imposter syndrome is, but 
I have a big case of that where you feel like you're... Wait, are you not my wife? <laughs> Shut up. Someone else? <laughs> I'm definitely your wife. Okay. Um, where you feel like you're not good enough. That You feel like, you know, how, how dare I get up there and start saying these things and talking, especially if you don't have it all together yourself. I still struggle with anxiety and depression and pushing my trauma away a lot of times. But if there's one thing you and I have learned, you can't hide from it forever. The death of your dad brought things forward for you. Yeah, well, and that, that's a good segue because that actually led to a podcast I did called Raising the Lazarus mm-hmm. from Your Scars or something like that. But it, it dealt with um, how to deal with personal things and how to bring the best you out of out of that. And that's that's kind of why, like, when we first started podcasting, it was about books and adventures. And then when I, we've, we splintered off and went our own ways, I have the Crafted Quilt Podcast, which has always been the name, but yours is what? The Sadie. Daily Escape Podcast. Sadie started her own podcast, and I, I changed the format. I'm on now what I dubbed Season 3, and I got to... I, this podcast will actually go on yours and mine. Yeah. But yeah, um, we do a lot of crossover too. I I decided decided to do a dual purpose podcast. Like I did one, um, it was about Bigfoot and the supernatural. But then I split it and said, "What is the Bigfoot? What is the mythical creature that's hiding in your shadows?" Or you know something like that. It was I wanted to do a dual purpose, like external internal type thing, and. Then I did another one on um, the the love languages, and then a friend of my brother's asked me if I'd ever heard of the um, what was it the apology languages yeah something like that and I'm love like, languages but it's the apology language yeah. yeah and so I'm like I have not heard of that so it's by the same author I think uh, Gary Chapman Gary Chapman and so <clears throat> I. I'm probably going to do um, my version of, of that because, um, I guess I'll segue again. When man and woman, or not even that, let me rephrase that. When there are a couple, two individuals that are in a relationship, um, you're inevitably going to change your personal dynamic with also how the relation um, dynamic goes. So that would tie in real well with um, love languages, mm-hmm. you know, forgiveness, because those kind of go hand in hand with each other. And so podcast to go, yep. I guess, apparently. Oh. It, it kind of got a, that, that's one I need to finish. But I, I, uh, subconsciously started <laughs> uh, that leading up to that podcast unknowingly, but it's one of those like podcasting and authoring is one of those like it's very fun conversations I think to have like you almost you, I, I kind of like sneaking it in when I'm talking. It's it's made some interesting. We've had I've had some interesting conversations. Revolving around that because it's like, I didn't realize you were that. And then one time, um, was it when your dad and 
showed up at the library like, oh, I didn't know you did this kind of, I'm like, oh, yeah. What did you think we did? (laughs) (laughs) And it was, we were at an author fair here in town and there were local authors all around us, each selling their own books and representing and it was it was just an, an interesting um, unfolding of how things happened. And even when I first started out in my daytime job, it slipped out to my boss. And he's like, why didn't you tell me you were an author? I'm like, well, I kind of wanted to keep that as a secret identity. And one thing led to another. And I ended up doing a... Uh, you had a speaking engagement, too. Yeah, I was, that's what I was trying to think of how to say that uh, I was invited to speak to an, an entire class, but the downside to that was it was the first period of the day, so most of the kids weren't even awake, although there was this one girl right in front of me that was just wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, and um, I also had it on, it was um, the high school um, teacher uh, sent a recording, a camera crew and recorded it, so it's on YouTube, and um and Sadie's watching the video, and I was kind of unconsciously nervous. Like, I was at a podium, and I was kind of rocking back and forth. And I'm glad you're going to knock it over like, on the girl in front of she's you. She's like, honey, you'd have squashed that girl if you'd have fallen on her. And, I was like, <laughs> I, and to me, I didn't realize I was doing it. I was so trying to keep everybody's attention, but, you know, trying to... So, yeah, I was... Um, being an author and a podcaster has kind of taken us to avenues... We never thought we'd go to before, mm-hmm. I would say. And, and actually, it's helped promote growth also. Especially the, this year alone, just within the last two months, has gone, you know, it's opened up a lot of doorways that I didn't ever see that would happen, especially this year, going from stagnancy to, ooh, I see all kinds of possibilities now. Well, so. for two people that, like, I don't mind talking in front of people. Um, he likes to talk. I, I like to talk in general, but um, someone was paid to be quiet because she talks so much when she was a kid. But it wasn't worth two, it. <laughs> five, <laughs> back in the day, five bucks would have gone forever. But, um, no, it just being in these new adventures has taken us to places I didn't think we would ever be in. Really, we're, mm-hmm. we're not famous by any means. We, you know, we we can't go. We, we, we're not the type where we're recognized in public. Oh, that's, you know, so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And we do, we also, I keep forgetting to bring up, we do vlogs. Yep. Which we are severely behind on. We even have stuff in the can we just haven't gotten to yet. Half Fate um, will travel on YouTube if you ever want to check those out. Our our best one was when we went to uh, Pits, Pennsylvania. Yep. But we kind of recorded 11 states worth of travel. Right? Yep. 11 states? Like There's a lot, three thousand miles worth of travel. Yeah, it's very, it's very, it's it, it, all of it's edited, but it's just a, a look into our lives and traveling, and we kind of it was good. And we're getting hopefully if we can afford it, travel again this fall. Yes, we have a new grandbaby on the way in July. So as soon as it's, baby's born, as soon as Scarlett's born, it will just be us two this time. Yeah, Are you sure you can handle me? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to drive the whole time again? Probably. (laughs) And we're not going to... Speaking of anxiety. (laughs) We're not going to go to New York and get lost in the Alleghenies. No, please no. That's a PTSD moment right there. All my fault because I still look at that and like, knowing what I did or should have done is would have prevented that whole three-hour delay because 
You know, you have it to have more a, like a twenty some hour delay in my head. You you have to have an end destination, and I may or may not have forgotten to actually put in like a park ranger's office. Instead, I just put Allegheny National Forest, and we saw some forest <laughs> for hours. We also saw a lot of road and hours. And hours. Hours. <laughs> and then some rain and hills. and Ugh. It was really beautiful country, but it was, we just wanted to get where we were going. And, yeah. Which is kind of a good segue for this podcast to wrap it up is life um, has an interesting way of creating adventures and segues and even the detours are worth it, though, to get you to the point you were meant to be at. Putting people in your life. Um, we, was it, it was your birthday last May. We went hiking. And as hard and grueling uh, and unprepared as we were, um, it was beautiful. More so the first part. Yeah. Where we and afterwards, saw too, the I countryside. Mean, once pushed ourselves beyond what we thought we could do, and I we made it out. I never pushed myself. There was a lot of uphill, steep angle climbs, and it wouldn't have been different. I think it would have been different. I think had we known there was an end in an end in sight, but the maps that we were using, um, we actually took a picture of. It was they were outdated. It showed no. And it was one of those like, okay, let's just keep going to the next corner. Maybe it'll it'll loop back or it'll exit. Well, all in all, we were only gone from start to finish like three hours. But it literally felt all day. And we didn't bring but maybe a water bottle apiece, a couple cookies, and we were so... I think we brought two Oreos my, to split. The Creek Stewart. If we'd have run into him, he probably, I would have preferred he smacked me really hard for doing that to us. But it was just supposed to be, let's just go for a walk. You know, it's, it's your birthday. Let's go enjoy the day. And three hours later, we're, oh, my God, we made it. And so it was, it was a beautiful disaster. And I think in life, sometimes you need those beautiful disasters to put other things in your life in perspective. And... Did you know um, that that's the name of Hope's book that she writes when she's beautiful done disaster. healing? It's a beautiful is disaster. It, they, it they really go. is. <laughs> coming Again, out in, see coming, how you tied that in? Coming out in March, people. You didn't even know that, did Fragments you? Fragments of Hope. No, I didn't know that. Yep. And I, I don't have anything um, immediately coming out. I, I mean, I just had The Sight of Love come out, but I've got other things that are... Uh, I've got one manuscript that's finished, but it's going to go in an anthology. I think I'm gonna make that a three book anthology. So that means I gotta get cracking, but I'm not as a in a hurry with that one because I know I just had something out. That's true. But I still I, I feel like I need to make up for two years of stagnancy. Mm-hmm. Stagnancy. And any authors out there, if you want to give us some ideas on what works best for you, that's kind of what we've been discussing lately as do you think your readers want a one-and-done, you know, a longer, full-length novel that really gives them everything they want all in one? Do you think they want a series? Do you think they want shorts? Do you think they want cozy mysteries? Or my shorts. I don't, nobody else gets your shorts but me. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Segway. Yeah, it's, um, I, you and I were just talking about that yeah. yesterday. It, is, it, it seems to be that... 
Like, I could read a book and <clears throat> fall in love with the characters, but then the book's done. Yeah, and it leaves you wanting more. So, is it better to put out a series? I think in this world of instant gratification, too, people don't necessarily have the time. Look at all the things we're doing. I don't have time to sit down and read a full-length novel all at one time. Yeah. And you're missing something by, like, reading four pages here and then maybe two days later reading another four pages. Maybe they yeah. want the, the quick, you know, short stories. Or we've been pursuing a thought of going to audiobooks, too. Yeah, I've got two books, one in my car, one at work, in my cupboard. That I've been reading on for months, and I'm not getting very far. Yeah. Granted, I'm, I'm two thirds of the way done with one, and halfway done with the other. And then I've got a couple by my nightstand, and it's just there's books all over that I'm touching, but I'm not getting enough time to really read on them. Of course, it doesn't help that I fall asleep while reading them. Although I don't do that at work, which is weird. I just do it at home. True. But when you read at bedtime and it's dark and dimly yeah. lit. And, and so, also for your authors out there too, what what are your platforms for advertising and for marketing to get those books, the physical copies, the, the Kindle copies, into your readers' hands? We just recently joined TikTok because against our better wishes, we've been told that judgment. authors are all on TikTok now too, advertising their books and doing book trailers and things like that. So... We're kind of dabbling in that a little bit, even though it doesn't feel very comfortable because we're, you know, the age 40 and 50-something. And <laughs> but that, that's okay. It's, we're going to see a kids. When you're, when you're indie authors like we are, uh, we represent ourselves that way. And in saying that, everything falls on our shoulders yeah. to get it done. We're, um, Sadie runs the show. Uh, she's basically the CEO. I'm the second person underneath her so it was kind of the each fairy press part was sadie's brainchild uh, i did crafted quill and then um the media aspect we've dubbed uh, what's the realms traveling, traveling realms, realms. Media. that one was kind of that's our mine. Parent company over everything i think so we have fragments under the main but um it just never seems like we have time to do everything we want to do. But, but, that, but that's are, a good problem to have. Yeah, though. and we're determined more than ever to make the time to have that. You said you were going to segue into do, writing two nights or whatever, too. Did you remember what you were going to no. say about that? <laughs> okay. Too many segues. It, 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 when you write, um, like most, a lot of authors that are contractually based... Um, they have to have stuff, they have to, you know, they're being paid to write books. We're the opposite of that. We put out the books, and then as they sell, we get paid. We're so, to get paid. <laughs> writing one day a week for four or five hours at a time does not bring the end goal any faster. Matter of fact, it stretches it out longer. Yeah. But how, how do you authors out there carve out time to write? Like, what do you, what's your habits? Um, do you do it more than one night a week? Do you do it every night of the week? How many of you out there are married and are, mm-hmm. have both of you right? How do you, how do you work that and still carve in relationship time, that TLC, that touch time, that, 
last weekend is a perfect example of what we were talking about. Um, between Friday, so I did not have to schedule or work on Friday. Between Friday all day, Friday evening, Saturday most of the day, and Saturday evening last weekend, I put about 20-some hours into working on business stuff and creating a plan for In Pursuit of Purpose. I should have wrote on Thursday. I know. However, our relationship time suffered because then we spent Sunday catching up and doing laundry and cleaning and doing all of the other running kids to work, things like that. And then I felt like by the time we went back to work on Monday, I was depleted. I was, I was, what is the word? Like I was, um, well, no, I mean, I felt proud of the work that I got done. But then on the other hand of that, I'm like, I didn't get any time with my husband. We might've been in the office together, but we had our backs towards each other and we were doing our own thing. So for you that have spouses that are also into other creative ventures or you're doing things like that together, or you work from home together, some people still work from home due to COVID. How do you make it all work? We're struggling authors, as you said. Well, yeah. we're not. We're, we're not really struggling. It's just struggling to find a better way to do things at all times. I and think. there were a couple summers ago when I started my manuscript, and this gets back to starting but not finishing. Star Searcher. We wrote um, th- Friday night, Saturday day, all day Sunday, mm-hmm. three days in a row. We wrote, and I'm. That, that fits into what you were saying. Yes, we're in the same room, but our um, it's we don't talk to each other really when we're writing unless we need help with something or we're stuck or you know I, 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 I tend to get like Sadie could stay put all night long, whereas I get up a couple times like I either I either need a snack or a refill of something to drink and meanwhile Sadie's still there and I swear she's part camel. She's got a, uh, a a hump that just you know is stores all her bodily fluids. And, oh, we gotta go. <laughs> Where you know it's just one of those things. Like so, it's like you almost in order to really get out what you you're working on. And there's there's an inner thought in there. Um, you you have to. It's a give and take. You want to do this. It's going to require that. In order to get to that. so All of it requires sacrifice. Being an author, spending the time to be that author to get the book out requires, it's a pyramid. You know, at the bottom is writing and sacrifice. Sacrifice leads to lack of relationship time. But because of that, you get your book out or your podcast out or, you know, what have you. So it's, and then the cycle starts all over again. And for me, if our, like, the relationship part of that, is lacking in any way that I don't do as well with the creative side no. or the podcast side. So And we've, we've shared energies before when it comes to writing. We yeah. feed off of each other. I Honestly, though, I think, um, tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, I've spent more time in your writing bubble mm-hmm. than you have mine because, like, your stuff has bled over. Like, hey, has tra- does Travel Stead do this? Or does Sam have a brother or... This or that, and you're like, yeah, hold on, you, you got to email me all those notes. <laughs> so it's like, and but you tend to be more in the moment with me in, in editing, or yeah, we used to share when we first started, we would read to each other the chapters that we wrote, and we got away from that. And that's actually okay too, because now there's a surprise, true, when you read the whole book. Like Side of Love, I didn't 
There was you one didn't. specific part that you told me about, about yeah. the show me part. But other yeah. than that, I did not read it until I actually was editing it. So, so yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. This has been a very... Sunday morning impromptu conversation with Stephen and Sadie. Very unscripted Sunday morning coffee podcast that is now bled to almost an hour, although we had to stop for a, a, an emergency, sort of. Uh, we won't talk about that. Uh, but thanks for joining us. Um, we'll get more podcasts out, and it may be a little bit more formal. We actually have topics. This one's just kind of a sneak peek into our lives. Reach um, out. Give us ideas of stuff you'd like for us to, especially on the crossover podcasts like this. What do you want us to talk about? Yep, I, Do you have any questions as authors, as, as people that want to become authors? What can we help you with? I'm on Twitter as at CraftedQuill. Um, I am at... <laughs> I don't even know. You continue with what you were saying, and I'll find mine. Uh, my author name is Stephen St. Clair, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-T period C-L-A-I-R. You can find me on Facebook. Message me there. Um, my email is craftedquill at stephensaintclair.com. I have a website, and awesome enough, we actually have I don't know if you caught my email. There's no at Gmail now. We we actually have yeah. domain named emails and websites. Yep. And mine is Sadie K. Frazier at in pursuit of purpose.org. My Twitter is at Daily Escape Pod. You can find me on Facebook, Sadie K. Frazier. And I'm either listed as Sadie K. Frazier everywhere, Sadie K. Frazier author, or in pursuit of purpose now. I think I've got everything pretty much switched over. So. And I think on TikTok, I'm Stephen St. Clair as well. It could be the craft. I don't remember. Yeah. We just started that. Yeah, we haven't done I'm much still learning all that. I feel like a new um, kids know more about stuff like that than we do, which yep. is, I think, nature of the beast. I obviously know how to do videos and stuff, but I don't know what to do with it. Like, I don't know how to share it. I just did a couple of videos to introduce the podcast. Oh, my blog also is uh, Nomadic Gemini. So we've got a lot of stuff in the can there. My uh, website is inpursuitofpurpose.org. We also like to cook. Yep. Um, Sadie tends to post more than I do. However, these past couple weeks, I've made some stuff and posted it. It helps we got new phones, so we actually have storage to do that yeah, too. Yeah, you do. Especially. So. Like I had ample storage, but now, yeah. now I have a lot of storage. So there's always something cooking on the burners, front or back in the oven. Mentally, physically, um, lots going on. And so thanks for tuning in. Um, join us again another time, um, whether it be through Sadie's or mine or together for the Craft of Cool podcast. And the Daily Escape podcast. Thanks for listening. See you on the flip side. Peace out.